You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Hi, folks. Doing an episode that we didn't want to do, at least not quite this soon. This is the post-mortem episode of your 2022-2023 Boston Bruins. The best regular season in NHL history. And the biggest upset or failure in first round possibly ever. I mean, if it's not if it's not first in that regard, it's got to be top three, right? Yeah, firm, firm. It is. Yeah. It, it, it's a big one. And firm number two, because at least we didn't get swept. Yeah, it, well, I had a lot of whiskey last be, night, so number two is not exactly worse. firm. But <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of tequila and so. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which has um, continued into today, by the way. I did not work today, and I've basically been drinking tequila for the past like <laughs> uh, thirty-six hours or whatever it is. I don't, I don't know, math. So I, I have it. not had a drop of alcohol in this entire ordeal because I'm afraid that if I do, I won't stop. So what I'm doing? <laughs> I'm afraid of being you, Ian. Yes, exactly. I, to be fair, I'm drinking water too because I have to wake up at 5 a.m. tomorrow for a shift. So yeah. you know, what a happy miracle that was for me that my boss just but it happened to schedule me off for this Monday as if they knew. Yeah, as if yeah. they knew. Yep. Yeah. They. I mean, how do we how do we reconcile this, boys? <laughs> probably probably by talking about this for the entire fucking summer reconcile as if yeah. this can be reconciled yeah. well Ian, andrew was, i love you buddy man that but you're you, you nailed it that was the exact answer i was kind of looking for because yeah. you can't you just can't you can't you just can't um what went wrong like where to start i think it, a lot of it uh we can you can name any you can name so many different things uh i obviously you saw a lot of uh montgomery talk today on twitter deserve placing yeah he does deserve some level of blame but ultimately i I, the players didn't show up Mm -hmm. the players the players that we needed to show up the, the the way this team was so dominant all year with sound elite defense and even more elite goaltending we didn't get either this entire series because even the wins other than what one win where we held them to one yeah. held them to one locked that down everything none of the games really felt like this was the dominant team they didn't look like the hungrier team yeah it looked off balance I, Omar gets a share of the blame, but I 
I think he was hurt. And ultimately, the biggest failure for me for Montgomery was Swayman should not have been put into that series in game seven. He should have been put in six, perhaps even five. Mm-hmm. Game five would have been a good spot for him to get thrown in there if Olmark was indeed banged up because they had a 3-1 lead. Mm-hmm. And, and if Kevin Weeks is to be believed, Olmark is significantly injured. Yeah. Which would be another reason to look at Monty. Uh, yeah. I think a you know, bigger thing that I'm putting on Monty, I mean, the line adjustments were a mess, and I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. I think the adjustments through the games were a mess. I, I Paralysis by analysis. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Exactly it. that. Keeping four more in the lineup, which is we're gonna have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But we, one we thing we made that its own section in the itinerary, by the we way. We did. The one <laughs> thing about Monty's performance more than anything else, because we can talk about the players not showing up, and I couldn't agree more. But when you look at the focus level or the nerves, whatever you want to call it. Whether it's a focus issue, a nerve issue, not not motivated, which seems fucking asinine to say they wouldn't be motivated. Mm-hmm. That is still a coach's job is to get them ready and prepared for these games. And they were so the the turnovers from the defense, they were so afraid of mistakes and mm-hmm. overthinking every every moment, holding onto the puck too long. And you sit there and go like Yes, that's on the players, but absolutely that's on the coach too. Yeah. What happened in these locker rooms that like, I know you want to trust the leadership of the team, but at a certain point, dude, what are you doing to help other than giving us randomized lines after a win? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. What did, what were his fingerprints on this series that was good? The power play or was that just, Taylor Hall coming back and Bertuzzi being a fucking stud. Well, if 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 you want to have a little bit of a positive spin on it, I think the power play. I think the power play was great for seven games. The movement on the power play was much improved, and I think some of that had to do with adjustments in coaching for sure. But even that, you couldn't really pin all on Monty. It's the coaching staff itself. It's it's John Gruden who runs the power play, and you know. Kelly, who, you know, the special teams, it's if you want to talk specifically Montgomery, what fingerprints did he have on this series that was good? Yep, there it is. Mm-hmm. Yep, That sucks. Like that is a devastating realization for a coach that we've all really enjoyed this year. I'm not saying I want him fired. That's a whole different conversation, but. That's a We're rather seeing- loud conversation that's ha- that that's happening. That's driven entirely by emotion right now. So it's, I completely it's crazy. I no, well, I completely understand where it's coming from. I completely understand where it's coming from. It's coming from it's coming from a really raw place of the heart. Yeah, which is but, fine. Like we have these crazy takes right off the rip, but you to can, say in a series that he did nothing positive, that you got outcoached by Paul Maurice, fucking Red Foreman looking fuck. I mean, what? This was, as far as a seven-game stretch goes for a coaching staff and a, co- a head coach, this was a fucking disaster. It was literally their worst mm-hmm. seven-game stretch of the entire season. Yep. It really was. It, 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 oh, God. I think mm-hmm. a lot of... Uh, we, sh- we also got have to tip our caps to Florida because they were all-out effort 
nonstop, mm. all out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you they cannot shot them almost every away. game. Mm-hmm. Outshot the Boston Bruins almost every game. The only game that they didn't outshoot them, I believe, was game five, where there was like 47 to 25, and it ended on a boneheaded play. Mm-hmm. A play where they, a, a game where Boston dominated, but Florida again took full advantage of mistakes where Boston couldn't. You know, I, it's one little thing, and yes, I want to give a ton of credit, a ton of credit to uh, the Panthers. They played with um, Yeah. Like they, they knew, like they knew they, they, the reason, the fact that they were there was kind of divine. Alex right. Lyon turning back the clock. And then we, we got rid of Lyon and Bob. It wasn't even good. Bob no. wasn't good in this series. Bob was, was not, not good. good. Nope. No. But one thing I will say, the, um, the I told you so that I'm getting, the fucking video that wasn't even a game review that I put out had 120 comments in the first like 40 minutes on it. <laughs> um, and a lot of them were great or sad or whatever. But there's a was ton of... The, was this the post-mortem? Uh, yeah. Video? By the way, uh, congratulations on your first 10K video. It's not there yet. It looks like it will be, which just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this will be whatever. So there, I get, I'm seeing a ton of the I told you so shit. Not impressed. 58 seconds and a lucky tip off a defender's stick. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were 58 seconds away from winning that series. And I know that hurts to say and everything like that. But if you're going to give me an I told you so at that, go fuck yourself. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? I mean, go fuck yourself regardless. (laughs) Yeah regardless not impressed with this idea of you going on a 97 percent probability limb (laughs) like what genius you are yeah exactly look how look how smart you are you got a 200 on your sats because you because you could spell your name right after five minutes of thinking Fuck you know, you know, ultimately, all that is, is them trying to feel good about themselves because they don't feel good about their team in that moment. Mm-hmm. You, well, that, that type yeah. of attitude comes from a fucking place of fucking your penis crawling back into your body. Mm-hmm. But you also like I'm also with the rest see, of you. Yeah. I'm also seeing those comments from fans of other teams. I'm also getting a bunch of the whole like, oh, man, I'm just going video to video, just soaking in this this miserable Bruins franchise. I'm like, hey, all right. You know what? Like, thanks for the I, engagement, fucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, look, the Leafs have gone through it forever. Like, you just got to yep. deal with it um, to a. Uh, that's always a weird thing to me is like, hey, I really enjoy watching people be sad. The reason I liked watching Steve Dangle's rants is because not because he was sad, but because he was like angry. Mm-hmm. And that's funny to me. Yeah. But like whenever he did the sad ones, I was I was like, oh, yeah, now I just feel bad. Yeah. yeah. And there's some people out there that are just like super into the sadness. You're like, that's kind of that's yeah. some kind of sociopath shit. That, man. That, 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 that speaks to something else that has <laughs> yeah. nothing to do just, with hockey. Just how miserable they are as people. And but we got to take our licks. We do. And mm-hmm. I, I, a lot of this franchise is doing it the right way. Just being like, this fucking sucks. But here it comes. Yep. And it's some of them aren't. <laughs> some of them aren't and, taking it super well. <laughs> and I think, and I think, I think a lot of people that want to, that want to jump right into the, right into the uh, autopsy and the, not the autopsy. This is the autopsy. A lot of people don't want to jump into the necromancy. Of yeah. what, what are we going to do next year? Mm-hmm. Not yet. 
I like, can't even get there, man. I can't we mentally. Got, we get gotta, there. we gotta, we, 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 we gotta fully just examine, examine the death. Do you know what the perfect example of that is actually? What is, what is it? I've seen a lot of trade Lindholm stuff. And I'm like, okay, see, that's the emotional take. Yes, he had a bad series. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But that's the emotional take of why you do not talk right now about what you're doing next year. Yeah, can't do it. You're going to say some stupid shit that in three months you're going to look back on and be like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, mm-hmm. am I dumb? Mm-hmm. And you're not. You were just emotional. No, we'll I'm, I'm going to say something really dumb and emotional during this podcast when we get there. And you guys are going to be like, that's an emotional response. So, like, we all do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might, I might, get, if I th- know or I think I know where this dumb and emotional response is going to come from, I think I might have you beat. Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? We are going to find out. All that being said, just go looping back to Monty a little bit here. Um, it does change your perspective on him, right? Blooms off the rose. It's got to be, right? Right. Just, just at least a little bit. You must be looking at him like, where is the coach? Mm-hmm. And yeah. go ahead, Thomas. The uh, the only thing I'm going to say is phenomenal coach. Had a great fucking season watching him uh, just turn this fucking team into an absolute powerhouse. When mm-hmm. I well, we're going to have to go back and like look at what our predictions were, but I thought this team was going to eke into the playoffs for a first round loss. You they were the they were best be the team Panthers. in fucking yeah. yeah. Um, I think for me is though if they make the playoffs next year and they look good, I, I'm going to feel like maybe this coach might have the yips because he's got to prove it in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right. And that wasn't even a question to us a week or two weeks ago. Which he correct me if I'm wrong. Was he not the coach of the stars when they went to the second round? Mm-hmm. This is as far as he got as a second round. Bonus was the coach when they made it to the finals. Okay, thank you for that. I, I could never remember if that was. And he's had an eventful couple of days. Yep. Uh... Yeah, sure has. <laughs> no, I, I don't like. I would not fire Monty for this. I absolutely no. would not. But I am. There aren't a lot of parts of the season where I go, "Wow, that was a real coaching ex- exhibition by him." Um, he I made just, a I... slight adjustment of getting the defense activated. That he was, did. He did make a difference for the regular season. I just, I, I definitely, this whole process for the last week and a half was very concerning for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, th- I think part of the, uh, the pass that he's going to get is as more injuries are announced and kind of come to light, uh, what he was actually able to roll out there. But at the same time, you have to make certain decisions. If Olmark was as banged up as he was, why was he in for all six? Uh, if Bergeron was literally had a herniated disc. What was the point of bringing him out? Because Bergeron was not part of a victory in this playoff. Owen three, Owen three with him on the ice. And that fucking blows. Yep. If if your captain says he wants to play and he's ready to play and the Dodgers are like, yeah, I mean, he's moving pretty pretty well. Like you pretty much have to. I don't, I don't disagree with, I disagreed with having Bergeron play up till game 82. I've been very vocal about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we've had that conversation about wanting to play in front of his dad and everything like that. Um, he did have a fair amount of games off leading into it, though. He, he did. did have a couple off. Yep. And then, of course, Olmark playing all the way up till basically the end mm-hmm. uh, and then playing through the series, even though clearly after game three, it was clear that he was hurting. Yeah. Um, did the- I make the comment to you guys like in, in uh, our text group? that 
it was that power. No, you know what? It was the last time we recorded. Oh, I was talking about that power play that he made all these fucking great saves. And finally they just broke through on him. Mm-hmm. and he was slow to get up on multiple spots. Yeah. And it was just yeah. like, he's, he's yeah. battling something. Yeah. Make a fucking decision. Like you Make have decision. to. And I've seen the argument a couple of times, Ian, I know you were onto something and I'm fucking squashing. No, it, you go. You're, this, out. this is good stuff. Um, I saw a couple of, a good amount of people saying, why, why wasn't there a tandem? Why, like we, that's the formula that won them the whole season. And why, why didn't they do some sort of tandem? It's tough to do that in the playoffs because that's not tradition. However, when your hand is forced by a fucking injury and you have a backup of the caliber of Swayman, I said this at the beginning of the podcast to throw him out cold in a game seven where you guys are really was not it just was not the idea to to act on he needed to play game six potentially game five i I swear by game five i think that was if you're gonna give olmark a fucking day you're up three one in the series give swim in the fucking game if they lose you got two more games for your for olmark to come back right Mm -hmm. And I, I was asked before every single game, someone asked me, who's your starter for the next game? And every time I said, if he's healthy, Omar. Yep. Because Omar is that's the, the question guy. Now. Yeah. 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 But that's never healthy. Question. Yep. And Monty just put himself into a corner with it. He painted himself into a corner. The line changes for game five that lasted all of 10 minutes. That didn't lose us the game by any means. But you want to talk about indic- putting yourself. It, but it, it was indicative. It was indicative. It was more indicative than anything else. Mm. It was. Brad Marchand yeah. started that game on the third line, separated by Patrice Bar- from Patrice Bartron for the first time in eight years. When both were healthy, obviously. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first time in eight years when both were in the lineup that they did not start on the line together. Yep. A, do you know how fucking insane that is? And B, it's just indicative of overthinking it. And by the same token, on the defensive core, maybe you underthought it a little bit. Yes. Let's talk about that. Fucking Forbort, man. And was he on the ice for every goal against? Was he the only defenseman that screwed up? No, the entire bottom six did not look like what they we got used to. But every time he touched the puck, it was on another. It was on the, the Panther stick right after. The failed clearances, the extra time he got in game six not benching him in game six in the third period was fucking asinine to me mm-hmm. shortening the refusing to shorten the bench until game seven and it was working in game seven you made the comeback couldn't finish it but i just what why was four in the lineup over grizz for multiple games i want to take a stab on what Four boards expected goal percentage five on five was in that series. I would guess in the thirties, thirty three percent, eleven percent. Jesus, titty fucking Christ, my God, eleven <laughs> percent. My one of my emotional takes is I never want to see four board in a spoke B ever again. The bad I, taste in my mouth after the series is that, so prevalent. That okay? I'm gonna not raise my voice. That is not an emotional response. Feels pretty that emotional. is, I, I disagree. I think the numbers I back it up. It is, I think the 
numbers back the numbers of the playoff back it up and if we're gonna be really fucking technical about this the regular season numbers back it up too mm-hmm. he was throughout the entire series season the weak link of a tremendous defense and four boy and, and it goes to show that all coaches no matter how good or how much they're rolling there is still blind spots size penalty killing ability all of these uh, four board is six foot four 220 pounds good great accident of genetics put you in the lineup over somebody else who was or who was by absolutely every conceivable metric better than you mm-hmm. the penalty killing in 28 games without Derek Forbort was 89 percent the penalty killing league leading the penalty killing mm-hmm. with Derek Forbort 85 five five on five what, what's Derek Forbort's one really ability that is so high up on the list when people talk about what he does what's the one thing that he does that's great Blocking shots, baby. 5v5. Matt Grizzlick had nine less blocked shots before Forbro got hurt. Nine. Nine. Oh, you mean like for the season? For the or? season. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, nine. That's like a solid game and a half. Basically. <laughs> like a, that's, that's an a long active, game. <laughs> no, but it, you know what I mean? Like you can get four blocks in a game. Yeah, I, it's a long game. It's a hurtful game. It, yeah. <laughs> That, or, you know, that's Derek Fulbert in game six of the Carolina series last yep. year. When he blocks. got bullied, to, to make a very specific point, in game yeah. seven, they did a lob shot, and Lusterreinen manhandled Forbort. Lusterreinen got underneath him. Mm-hmm. Not got because Lusterreinen's stronger, not because he's bigger, but because Lusterreinen can skate better and holds his weight. He understands how to move. That play alone was like, why the fuck is this guy in the lineup? Hey, Ian. If you're already going to get fucking manhandled, might as well have a guy who can skate. Hey, Ian, how many power play goals did the Bruins allow when Derek Forbort was off the ice on the penalty kill? Like during the series? During the series, yes. Um, when how he many? Was off the ice. Yes. One? Zero. Oh. Yes, how many they allowed when he was on the ice in a seven game series that he played all seven games? Three? Four. Mm. It was a four, okay. Damn, I was I was off on both of those, and that suck. It felt like eight. I our penalty kill was decent against a, a, yeah. a when a team's scoring like that on five on five, and the penalty kill's still holding their own. Like I'll take it. Yeah, I do not want to hear another word about Derek Forbort's that valuable valuability to this team. No. It's not there. It's not there. There is nothing that he can't do that no one else can do better. It's just it's get him out. Get him out. He was a disaster. He was a disaster all year long. He was a disaster all year long. Expected goal percentage this year, five on five, was forty-two percent. You know who had a better expected goals average this year when he was on the ice? Eric Branson. Oh, <laughs> although Branson had a good finish to his season. I know. He, uh, <laughs> I mean, he did. <laughs> But the point stands. The point stands. Yes. I just, <laughs> I just, I can't, I don't, I wouldn't mind if people would say, if people would be honest <laughs> and 
and say, you know what? I don't mind Derek Forward as kind of a seventh defenseman that you place in there and that you wanted the boost on the penalty. No, he field. was supposed to be depth. He was supposed to be the seventh D. The amount of people who insisted on his on his utility being indispensable. Yeah, to the Panthers. Yeah, right. Fucking, it's like know, it's like oh we can, we can't put Grizz in there because Grizz's size. Fucking hell! We put Grizz we put Grizz in there and get in game three and four. What happens? He breaks the four check. We win two straight games. Yep. And then what's the response? What's the response? Take Grizz out. And I, I enjoyed people talking about Clifton and being like, he was terrible. I'm like, he was cold. And yeah, he was bad. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he was like, bad. He hadn't he was played bad. in a week and a half, and he was bad. Yeah. But that was no excuse for keeping Forbort in. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, can we give it? Let's do a little positivity here. Carlo. Great series. Great, great series, buddy. Mm. For what you're dealing with, did he have his faults too? Sure. Like, again, we talked about this with the defense not playing up to their par but carla was fantastic late especially the last couple of games of the series he really was Car- big game player big game player big game player he was playoff crazy came out in game seven too yeah. oh my god that just makes me that just makes me sad because that's that was i that can't possibly that cannot possibly he cannot possibly be coming back to the nhl next year I can't do the predictions for that right now. Yeah, we can do that next week. I know. We can do that yeah, I know. I know. Again. I know. It's yeah, just we it's, got other times. It's 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 it, it, it's yeah. We can't we can't do it. You're right. You're absolutely right. But he did show up, Carlo on that three two goal, that slap shot pass. What a brilliant, intelligent play that was. I saw. So I I mentioned it, and I was talking about how like the Panthers really got the bounces in Game Seven. I think that's fair to say they, they got the bounces they were trying and, for the bounces do you know how much that they went off the stanchion to try to get something funky yeah they and did so, that a lot so someone points out like what about the bounce off of bob for that carla blast I'm like do you not know that's a legitimate play in hockey like that is something that is aimed for for like three times a game is you go low outside pad to rebound it to your guy in this opposite circle like that is that's a play. It's not a lucky bounce. Like that's what you're. A save for. is not a lucky bounce. What are we doing on that? Uh, I think it was just a really weird like argument against me. I was like, no, that's a legitimate hockey play. I don't, I don't know what you're getting out on that one. I, uh, people I are funny, man. Carl had a good series. He did. Carlo, Krejci Carlo was hurt. Was Clearly, Krejci's yeah. hurt. Yeah, Krejci was hurt, but man, he dug deep. He dug Taylor deep. Taylor Hall. Taylor fucking Hall, man. Mm. Talk about a big game player, man. There, <sighs> game seven, one shot attempt. We should do a season grades episode. Like I know I'm gonna do one. But like I'd like mm-hmm. to attach that with the with you. Guys. I would It'd love really to fun. do that. Yeah. I would love to do that. We we we're gonna start writing down some uh, some off season itinerary uh, ideas for sure. Uh, I know we've talked about getting more uh, of our listeners on here for some guest spots and. Uh, filling up some some airtime that way obviously we have to let this kind of fester for a little bit and kind of make sense of it in our own minds uh and and we still have playoffs to cover uh it is we're still going to be talking about this the playoffs because whether our team's in it or not this is the best time of the year uh it just kind of it hurts right before we started recording uh ian made the comment that he was watching the rangers game and he's like i can't believe i can even fucking watch this 
Uh, it kind of hurts too. <laughs> it, it does. It does. Uh, but at the same time, it's just, it's also a reminder. It's like, all right, well, hockey's, hockey's still around. Like mm-hmm. it's not going away. There's always next year. There's always next year. There's always next year. That's yeah. That's just part of the fucked up relationship we have with our sports teams where it's 95% of the time, we're probably going to get our fucking hearts broken. Uh, and unfortunately this one, this one does suck quite a bit. This one's abnormally tough. And, Ian, and was and it Ian harder? Was it harder than the St. Louis one? I was, I was um, so thinking about this for like an hour. I would, today. I, I would wait a couple of days yeah. before answering that question fully. Mm-hmm. So actually exactly is that's exactly it right now. It feels like it is, but I know it isn't. Yeah. I, I, I spent months thinking about game seven against St. Louis months, mm-hmm. just like going over it in my head to be, um, I will not to be, be there this one. A, a period away from a Stanley cup. Uh, this, this felt like just worst case scenario with injuries and guys falling apart, mm-hmm. like mentally. Uh, this felt like worst case scenario, but it's it's almost like a rip the bandaid off thing. Uh, this one blows. That's what this is. That's what yeah. this episode is. This is uh this this one blows. But losing a Stanley Cup final in Game Seven is probably the worst fucking feeling. Yeah. Um, this this one just sucks because this team. I'm not even gonna say was, so was was special or was so good. This team is so good. This team is special. And we did not get the storybook ending that this team probably deserved. Um, well, and to make it worse is we got the like the worst possible. Yeah, we blew a three-one lead in the first round. Like mm-hmm. this is this is something people are going to bring up to us for decades. Oh yeah, because I mean this is the same shit that we bring up to other people. So it's yeah, just I mean yeah, it, but this is part this is part of fan discourse. It's chirping, and yep. you know what you you said it earlier. Ian, you got to take our looks. You got to take your looks. Um, it's, I, I wish people were a little more clever about it once in a while, but you know, <laughs> well, you just said, like, I like you get the dumb comments yep. and you're just like, okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I had somebody, somebody wrote a fucking book or a comment. I'm not, we're at 450 comments on that video. I can't, I'm yeah. not reading through all of them. It's not happening. Um, <laughs> but I was one that popped up my notifications and I opened it real quick. Cause I was just there. <laughs> it's a fucking novel about how he knew and all this stuff. And it was the most pretentious fucking drivel you'd ever seen. And I'm like, I hope you enjoyed typing all that out. No one's gonna fucking read all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for that comment now. <laughs> it's it's got to be a hundred and fifty down at this point. Like, good luck, yeah. man. <laughs> complete complete aside, Ian. Complete aside. Like, positive. This is very positive. I need that shirt you have on. Oh, we're trying to yeah. set up the store, but for some reason it's being bullshit. Um, we'll get it. We'll get it going though. Mm-hmm. I need it. Also, someone just sent me a Bobby Orr jersey. Uh, <laughs> Joe, I, I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> he sent a, one of the, the CCM vintage nice. Bobby Orrs, like the ones that you can buy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, so that was, that was pretty cool. And some Mar- uh, Marshan Munch. <laughs> I just got I, it today in the mail. I was like, have you, uh, have you tried it yet? No, he's like, don't eat it. It's been yeah. sitting there for like three months. Well, it's not even, it. it's not even that it's, Sat there. Uh, we have it's a box. Just cinnamon toast crunch. On to- it's, no, it's like the shittiest cinnamon toast <laughs> crunch. It's Malto fucking, meal cinnamon toast it crunch. Is, it is hot ass. 
It is fucking Hot good. Ass. My, Hot my, ass makes my kid will literally any cereal I put in front of her. She eats uh, Grace's Special K. Like Gross. grandma cereal. She took That's two bites wild. of the Marshawn <laughs> Munch and was like, no, not interested. So, cinnamon Toast Crunch is my favorite cereal, so that's the I fucking me I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch too. It is not Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> good Morning Blueberry is my absolute favorite cereal. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is okay. Good Morning Blueberry? Yep, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's like a, it's almost like a raisin bran kind of thing, yep. but it's got like little blueberry chunks in it. Yeah, little, little dried out that. blueberry things. Yeah, yep. I, I used to love seen it that as a, a kid. long time. Neither have I actually. Uh, I, I don't eat a lot of cereal anymore. Top three cereal power rankings. Go. Lucky no. Charms is number two for me. Yeah. Like, what are you supposed to fucking do? Those yeah. marshmallows slap. It's so good. Uh, I'm a big. Okay, uh, what's number three? I'm a big Captain Crunch guy. Crunch berries. Mm-hmm. Oh, like you regret eating it because it hurts, but like worth. Yeah. It. Rip your mouth open. Yeah. Yeah. You get like sores all inside your cheeks. <laughs> oh, Frosted mini wheats. Yeah. Frosted mini wheats. That's not really good. my jam. Just, you know what my favorite just is though? Like mush. I, I, I got a wild card for you. I'm a hmm. break a packet of pop tarts up and pour milk on it and eat that shit like cereal. That is the tits. I have never. <laughs> oh, dude. What type of pop tart? Strawberry. Or the uh, co- classic cookie dough one, fucking Oreo one. It's mm-hmm. all it's all fucking good, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some flavors that that's- are not great, like. But yeah, that's my grandpa. That's my, jam. my grandpa used to do that with my grandpa used to do that with graham crackers, like honey grams, yep. honey made. Yep. Yep. <sighs> so I want a cereal now. it is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is an official cereal podcast now. That's honestly that's the most. Uh, well, it's the post conference. Yeah. Oh fucking hell. Um, <laughs> that's that's the uh, best two minutes of conversation I've had in the last twenty four hours. So. Yeah, that did make me feel a little better. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to have a sad conversation now? Let's always let's have a sad one. <laughs> so I I wanted to bring this up, and because it's going to be, we're going to talk it to death. We really are. We're going to have a lot of conversations about this, but I just want to kind of jump on it a little bit. Omar's performance was largely due to the injury, I believe. Mm-hmm. Swayman's an RFA at season's end. If you have to keep one of them, mm. you could trade Olmark tomorrow. Someone would take him off. Like someone would immediately mm. be like, yes, you wouldn't. You cannot trade goalies for a ton of assets. I keep saying this. It, it's so rare. It happens that goalies get traded for like an astounding amount of yeah. stuff. So like it would be more about moving money and getting a little bit of draft capital back. So this is a this is kind of a, a, a double edged question because it's who would you rather keep? And the answer is going to be the same thing to you if you're question is who has more value mm-hmm. correct so do we want to keep the one who has more value to us going forward i would say we would want to keep swayman uh but i think we could probably get something more for swayman than we could Olmark, even though Olmark just had one of the best years in net mm-hmm. of any boston bruins goalie ever that 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 vesna mm-hmm. is going to feel like shit when it happens now yeah oh yep. yeah, no all of the awards are going to be pyrrhic victories when they mm-hmm. happen not a selkie if bergeron gets a selkie i will celebrate I, that i like, will cry no well yeah. first of all ian get it right 
He's not winning a Selkie. He's winning a Bergeron. He's winning a Bergeron. Yeah. No, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Until they change the name, it's a Selkie. Yeah. No, no. It's, uh, the name's already changed. It's already done. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but that Vesna is going to up the value. Mm-hmm. In the offseason. I think right now, I, I think right now we don't think we don't think so because, you know, he's playing her. He, he played her. He probably has a significant hip injury. It depends on if we're talking like a, and I hate to say this, if we're talking like a Tuka Rask type of injury. Mm-hmm. Then we really, me. Oh my God. Then, then we really have to, then we really have to, you know, make a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels, it feels like this conversation is, it, it, we can get too deep with it. Uh, to give a real answer, but to answer uh, Ian's question, just like off the cuff, I would say to me, it feels like Swayman would be the right answer just based on what I said. Uh, but I can easily be swayed uh, the other way. Hmm. Uh, nailed it. But look, here's the thing. Okay. Olmark wins a Vesna. Uh, he's healthy. We're looking at two guys. Uh, one of them we can commit to long term. One we might throw an extension at in another year or two. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's look an RFA, rest- so we, uh, yeah. oh, you mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So look at what the rest of the playoffs is. Is there a team that's right there, but missing a goaltender that might, Thanks. yeah. So there's opportunities to move one of them mm-hmm. uh, and get some value. But as Ian said, it's, we're not going to get, we're not going to be reload. No, we're not reloading yeah. the franchise with, by moving them. But so most likely Allmark. they're both here. But say it's all Mark. Mm-hmm. That oh, I hate this conversation right now. I know, but say it's all Mark. That five million dollars <laughs> is kind of worth its weight considering all the bonus overages that yeah. we have to. We pay have four point five million in bonus overages, which we do in fucking October that we we're yes. going to have. Yeah, we knew it was going to happen. Um. So yeah, the, the, we, 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 we trade Olmark and we gain $500,000 $500, of cap space. I mean, next year might very well be a retool anyway, even without the draft capital. I think we're, we, we I think we're already there. I think we're already there in what it's going to be. I think we already know it's going to be a retool. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so, I mean, moving a guy, getting a little draft capital back, opening up that salary cap space a little bit, it, it might help. But also having that 4.5 in dead money next year might not be the biggest deal if it's a retooling year anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one thing that's a good thing at least as we're going into a retool our next draft we at least have a third round pick hey (laughs) tampa bay tampa bay is in the same boat and they don't have anything until the sixth round Mm -hmm. yeah tampa bay's recent history is just a tad bit better than ours yes but what have you done for me lately it's real recent, buddy. They've got yeah. the three finals in Not a row. Yeah, well, they lost last year and they lost in the first round this year. So, Are you, you know? telling me if you were, oh man, if you were a Tampa fan, God forbid, you if wouldn't I was be a Tampa sitting fan, here. I wouldn't be on this podcast. <laughs> you wouldn't be sitting here being like, oh, I mean, the bill comes due eventually. That's mm-hmm. two cups and another finals appearance. That's a pretty good. Like, you would not feel that shitty. The, I mean, I didn't like that trade that they made for Janot, sure, but like, I don't know. At the end of the day, it's a lot harder of a pill to swallow for a Bruins fan right now because this was seemingly like a, a last dance where Tampa was yeah. just like, yeah, we we were just trying to keep the whole thing going. Yeah. Bill's coming too. Ian, I'm just trying to have a good time and feel better about myself. I feel like the more we hash it out and the more reality sets in, like, 
I'm devastated, but uh, you just, I'm excited about next year. Genuinely am. I'm really, it's going to be an interesting, interesting year. Well, okay. before, just before we move on, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm just not, uh, I would, I want to look towards the future, but you know what? The immediate pessimism for me was just like, oh, great. Well, now we get to watch the Sox fight for fourth place all summer. Oh, great. Uh, and then we have uh, fighting for third place for, for the Pats. And it's just like, it's just not a great sports time right now. And the Bruins and are kind of like that are one. Like good, but. I just, I, you know me, I just, I can't get into the NBA. Sorry for yeah. any NBA fans listening, but it's just, it doesn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had since, since the last recording, we had 15 voicemails. Um, Fuck. Jesus Christ. A couple of them were from after game five and, or excuse me, game six uh, so those don't make any sense anymore. So I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Jombie Pot who left us a voicemail. Uh, Redneck Jedi left left us one, uh, and then one one uh, from a guy named Sean, uh, first time caller. It said in the transcript I wasn't able to read the whole thing because it just never comes out like actual English. Uh, but shout out to you guys. Uh, obviously, Sean, we'll get you on the podcast uh, at some point this summer. Uh, or in the coming weeks, if you have other questions, stuff like that. But just based on the timing, it just didn't make sense to throw this that one on. Um, but I still got about 10 left. <laughs> uh, so we can just start playing them rapid fire. And if there's something we want to jump in on, uh, but I want to let uh, some people get their get their uh, last licks in here before we close out this episode. Uh, Are they start positive? making plans. Um, I would probably <laughs> say, I really thought you were asking me that question, like legit, like legitimately. Uh, oh, so you me. think I'm a fucking idiot? All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ready? Let's no. If we want to really jump, not. if we want to jump in, we could jump in. But I'm just gonna let it roll, baby. Uh, let's do it. Oh, right. boy. Here we go. Well, boys, it's forgiven here, aka the Golden God. And we just fucking lost. I guess my number one question is, uh, why the fuck were we still playing Forbort through all these games? <laughs> and number two, how about that fucking season, eh? Like, we break all those records. Legendary fucking season, eh? But, uh, I guess, uh, here's to the rebuild. So, uh, Cheers on all that, but no, I'll uh, look forward to the next pod. I guess I'm done with hockey for a bit till uh, I'll probably watch the finals, but that's about it. I don't care about anything else. Fuck, did they fucking play tonight, though, eh? Like, fuck, it's so much fucking hard out there, and dumb turnovers, and that, that fucking net fucks us every time when the fuck comes off of it, but nope. Me being awesome. You guys are great. Uh, here's to the 24 season. Let's go, bees. Zach, Let's newcomer, go, right there. Uh, that, that was, was positive. That was, yeah, that was about as positive as it can get. He did uh, uh, tweet at us this morning and said that he left that 
uh, right after the game and he wasn't really he didn't really remember what he put on it but uh, that was that was last night at 9.58 so mm, yeah, that was right. that was fresh uh, a good amount of these are, are Sunday night uh, so let's go on to the next they did play with a lot of heart in game 7 they did god damn that shit hurts my mom loves Bon Jovi <laughs> but fuck that guy and fuck the DJ that decided to play him in whatever goddamn game that was because everything went downhill from there mm-hmm. and that sucks for Bergeron and Krejci but hey maybe we'll be a shoot first offense in the future rather than can't make a pass type offense <laughs> so we'll see but we got Bertuzzi hopefully and greener pasture along the way still staying a little bit positive still st- all right we're, we're doing well here we're, we're hanging in there let's let's go on to the next can, that was a good call this. yeah love this fan base we're, man. we're <laughs> two for two we're two for two here i'm yeah, actually kind of the best. way better than i thought <laughs> there's there's sadness in it but it's still on to the next type mentality right, which is exactly. which you got to turn the page uh and we're going to be doing a couple of months of page turning so <laughs> long fucking book holy and, shit. and he just mentioned bergeron we will have lots to talk about with bergeron i am not fucking emotionally ready to opine one way or the other so uh here's another one hey what's going on guys um just a just a terrible loss and i thought i'd, I'd give a call just because you know it's i think it's best to get my anger and upset my upset feelings out as early as possible so i can you know we can all move on with our weeks and our, and our time but i just like it's just so it sucks man to lose like that to be up three one and go down oh i want to be so mad like i want to be so i want to be so frustrated at this team i want to be so mad that they choked this lead and that they lost this to Bergeron and how they played and the goaltending and the coaching and everything but i just i'm just so sad for them i know how hard they worked all year yeah anyways i hope you guys are all doing okay and starting to enjoy the off season now since we're out of it but anyways uh yeah go beats i think that's that three for three. Zach. I think that was Zach. He was fucking hurting though. Ten fifteen uh, on Sunday night. That that voicemail came over. That was that was a a, a eulogy right there. Oh, yeah. sure was. I feel you, Zach. Man, like you've been one of our uh, favorite callers and uh, and favorite listeners to interact with. Uh, you pretty much nailed the sentiments. Uh, I think that I don't think he's 21 yet, so I don't think he was able to drink his sorrows away. Uh, I drank more than enough for both of us last night, so I got you. Uh, that's what I'm here for. Uh, but yeah, it, it sucks, man. Like listening to that, listening to Zach's call right there. I'm, I'm strongly assuming that was Zach. I'm almost positive just based on the uh, the area code. But uh, it, I tried really hard not to feel that way last night, uh, and it was tough. It was tough. I was actually driving back from Brooklyn uh, at like two o'clock in the morning, knowing I had work a couple hours later. Grace fell asleep, so I'm just sitting there in silence, 
thinking about it. Not a good drive. Not a good drive. Um, yeah, let's let's just keep it moving. Hey, uh, Tommy, Andrew, Ian. Really disappointed right now after that loss. I have a lot I want to complain about, but I'm not going to do it because it's not going to bring our season back. But I just want to thank you for your amazing podcast and all the hard work all you guys put in into the season, all the entertainment you brought me, all the laughs. It's been wonderful. I wish it could go longer. You know, I wish we could talk about more wins together. But uh, I really appreciate everything you guys have done and continue to do it. I'm always going to listen to you guys. Ian, I just got finished listening to uh, the video you dropped on YouTube. And you, you said it was Randall on, and you weren't really sure what that video was, but I can tell you what it was for me. It was, uh, it was, it felt like you were giving me a hug, and you know, just us all hugging each other as Bruins fans, and you know, there's still more life to live, and uh, you know, it's, and I love the line you said at the end. You know, we're still Bruins fans, and everyone's gonna come for us, but we're Bruins fans, so fuck them. So, you know, I, I just uh, appreciate everything you guys have done. Short shift for life, and uh, God bless you all. Cheers. Short shift for life, man. Cheers, buddy. God, that one makes you want to cry too. Yeah. You know the calls we've had so far. These are these are men who know how to handle their emotions. Mm-hmm. Like I'm proud of you guys. You're and Thomas you're next angry. call is just 30 minutes mm. of screaming fuck. Yeah, I'm to just I'm like waiting for like <laughs> blaming and and crazy reactions considering that these are all Sunday night. These are all Sunday night. That that call is just before midnight. Ugh. Like two hours after the game's over and it's just fuck. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that call. That that awesome call. Really awesome call. That was fantastic. I wish more I I do wish more people that called the chirp line left their names. Yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta get people on that, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Some people probably uh <laughs> don't want to remain <laughs> they wanna remain anonymous. I can't even fucking say the word. Anonymous. Anonymous. They want to rename name an anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one. Hello, my name is Bex. My Twitter handle is 100 underscore B-E-C-S. It's like 100 gex, but it's Bex. But anyway, uh, awful series. Awful series is uh, my liver is pretty much destroyed by, <laughs> by now. But uh, it, I but uh, instead of looking to the, looking to the past, let's look to the future. There, I guess. I mean, first of all, uh, huge shout out to Lokal for uh, for all the amazing content uh, this season, and uh, and honestly for uh, for being the uh, the inspiration behind my own um, Bruins recap series into the den. And, but uh, uh, let's look to the future uh, for the. Uh, between the young guy, uh, between the young prospects, uh, like uh, like Lore, uh, uh, Lysel, Merkulov, uh, Beecher, uh, all those guys, who do you see the, getting the most time in, in the big show next year? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Thank you. Nine o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Woke up feeling that. Yeah. So, uh thanks for the call uh appreciate you dude thanks back um 
I like how he talked about people wanting to stay anonymous, and then he came up and he was like, "Boom, boom, this is my shit." <laughs> this is like, yeah. how to find yeah, me. He does. He does a recap channel called Into the Den, as yep. well as he mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if you guys want to check that out, uh, you guys, uh, do you guys have an answer for his question? Most time next year. I actually have an answer, and you guys are probably not going to like it. Do it, Beecher. It's possible. He's probably the most physically ready for Mm -hmm. NHL time. Too bad he's not the most talented. No, exactly. No, but I'm so far out on Beecher. I've been saying this all year. But it's probably Beecher's a Beecher's a physical freak who who doesn't have who doesn't have the correct mentality to harness that just yet. But we're hoping. No, he's gonna get he's gonna get time. I don't know if I can answer the question yet uh, Mm -hmm. as far as who's gonna get the most time. Uh, I kind of feel like we kind of need to see the offseason kind of kick off a little bit for me to really get my bearings and deep dive on that. But Merkulov's improvement in the AHL was striking. And I, I, Ian, we talked about this a little bit in the Discord. Mm-hmm. And we also got to consider uh, who who is and who isn't coming back. Where are the positions going to be that are going to allow openings for, for said players to come up? Because you could start naming a winger, but maybe there's not a spot for a winger. You know what yeah, I mean? If you believe in Liesel, I do believe there's going to be a third line position yeah. for Liesel. 100%. 100%. And I also, I also, be, I also believe with Beecher, uh, Noshik is gone, and I think they're going to give Beecher a shot at that four C. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Beecher's a pretty good answer. I think um, Lorai is too far down on the depth chart right now because there's still we still have a lot of defensemen. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I think Mikulov's going to see some time, but yeah, Beecher or Lee Sell, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised to see Lee Sell sneak into that third line and just stay there for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good question, though. You know, it's kind of it's kind of fun to think about that for a second and, and you know, not wallow for a moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Back to wallowing. Back to, yeah, back wallowing. to wallowing. Let's uh, let's take a little trip in the safari here. Hey guys, this is Andrew Doherty, Safari Andrew on Twitter. Wow, what can I say? Yeah, this, this uh, I'm sure your voice, your inbox is going to be totally full. Yep. Uh, after leaving the trip line open, but um, here's my take. Um, I, I was a Bruins fan in the 80s, but really it was uh, after Bergeron was drafted that I really kind of fell in love with this team. Uh, so much so that I decided to travel to Canada several times to follow draft picks like David Krejci uh, in their post-draft years. So uh, following this, this core has been... It's been special for me, for sure. Um, I would say my overall emotion right now is not anger, uh, but rather disappointment. Mm-hmm. Because I do feel that they could have won this series on, new, on numerous occasions. If they'd only skated the puck through the neutral zone, rather than trying to make that, that long pass. I mean, there's plenty of, plenty of blame to go around, guys. Um, but man, it would have been totally uh, in their control if guys like Lynn Holm just skated the friggin' puck. Grizzly skated the puck. Ah, but, um, yeah, this probably won't make the show, admittedly. But this is for you guys. Uh, you, 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 your team there has definitely added a good amount of joy uh, to Bruins fans, at least the folks who, who listen to the, to the pod and to follow, who follow you guys on Twitter. Just take good care of yourselves. Um, lick your wounds. It's going to be hard, I think, to come back with the same vim and vigor next season and going forward. But at least we wrote it together. Um, thanks for your uh, your your fanhood and for your passion, for your knowledge. Um, and see you soon. Take care. Bye. Thank, Thank you, man. Yeah. 
People are gonna think we cherry picked voicemails that like complimented us. I haven't even <laughs> I haven't even screened these. The only ones that I screened was because it says the date and anything Saturday or earlier. I I'm not using. Oh my gosh. Thank you, man. Anybody, is... anybody who called, anybody who called in, just thank you so much. Yeah. He, he also, he makes such a good point about like, it is going to be hard to start next season. Mm-hmm. It is going to be hard that first month, isn't it? Like there's going to be excitement, but also there's just going to be that little feeling of what last year was. Yep. It might be nice to go in. If we make the playoffs next year, it might be nice to be an underdog in a series, you know? Might just be nice. Feel a little different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, Want a quick one? Sure. Yeah. Only got a couple left here, so powering through. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, it's Bruin. Uh, uh, the next morning, still feel like shit. Uh, I think I'm gonna go drink some bleach because this one burnt boys. <laughs> uh, go bees. It was always nice here, I guess. Yeah, I'll do a shot of bleach with you, my my friend. <laughs> Fuck. Was that the whole fucking call? That was the whole voicemail. That's ruined. Shot of bleach. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Peace out. We do not <laughs> condone drinking bleach, <laughs> but I get it. Yeah, it depends on the chaser. Uh, here's the next call. <laughs> Tide Pod Chaser. What's up, boys? This is Donnie from Memphis, Tennessee, calling. I just wanted to say thank you because watching this team this year has been so special and you guys made it that much better uh, because every week I had you to look forward to listening to you guys chop it up, talk hockey, talk Bruins and uh, laugh my butt off at work and um, you know uh, if you can end the call there if you want because the rest of this has probably already been said but you know if that was 37's last game then uh, it's an absolute crying shame and I hate to say it I didn't think I'd be saying this but I feel like that Jim Montgomery might not have been ready for playoff hockey uh, because just some of the decisions that he made were questionable and some of the changing up with lines and some of the defensemen that probably shouldn't have been on the ice and some of the other ones that should have were sitting that should have been playing and you know I just I think, you know, to have him answer a question on, um, you know, who's going to start in goal and to have him reply, I don't know who you think I should start. I mean, I know he was joking a bit, but in every joke, there's a bit of truth. And, you know, he seemed a little lost. And it's just unfortunate because, you know, without the change, I don't know, do we have the season that we have? Uh, Almost certainly not. But, uh, you know, I don't know if Cassidy loses this series. I don't think he does. So, yeah. Anyway, thank you, and onwards and upwards. Go bees! Always. Go bees. Go bees. Go bees. I have two points for this call, actually. Mm. Um, the goalie point. Um, we almost, we almost went through the show without me mentioning this. But did either of you catch Monty's presser? Monty's postmortem presser where somebody asked you know why what took so long for the what took so long for the switch from Olmark to Swayman and Monty said you're gonna have to ask goalie Bob about that fuck you okay now I bring this up I, I, I bring this up 
specifically because Ian, right after the Winter Classic, you brought up a point that I kind of dismissed and I want you to kind of cast your mind back. What did you say when Monty, when they were talking about how Foligno asked to take the room for the third period of the Winter Classic and Monty deferred, deferred, and you said this might be a sign of something. What did you say? Do you remember? I don't. I'm sure it was something along the sides of along the lines of like, are, are you actually coaching the team? <laughs> that it was exactly what you said, actually. Uh, so did, did he actually? I remember. Say that in the I remember you questioning uh, if it's like, okay, is he not willing to be the voice? If he's willing to share that duty with other people, he's not right. willing to take out that load of responsibility. If he said that in the post game, I didn't see it, Andrew. So I'm going by what you're saying. Mm-hmm. If he said that in the the uh, post game, that that fucking blows. Honestly, even I'm not, if it I'm not was, if it was goalie Bob's, uh, you know, his decision. You're the head coach. Yeah. No, there it is. There you is. can't. No one... I can't say. Well, you should ask it, uh, my assistant. Fuck. This is your responsibility, bro. No. You delegate. Like that's it's on you. That's throwing somebody else under the bus. Yep. Mm-hmm. Someone who doesn't deserve it, frankly, because Goalie Bob's been Goalie Bob's I'm like I, I I hate to kind of pull rank here, but Goalie Bob's kind of been around a lot longer than you. <laughs> and we to be fair, and this would be with any coach. Any you could ask mm-hmm. if we still had Cassidy in the and I Cassidy trust said Goalie that we Bob. Pissed at him. I trust Goalie Bob to do his job better than anyone else in that organization. But I don't trust Goalie Bob to do the head coach's job. Yeah. No, but to do his job, trust him more than anyone else in the yeah. whole organization. Yeah. I trust him more than Sweeney. I trust him more than any coach. Boom. Because we have never had to complain about, like, our goaltending has been good for how long now? Time infinitum. Yeah. 15 I years. Just, if yeah. that was actually what was said, and I believe you, Andrew, because obviously you pay attention to this stuff, but fuck me. Yep. Yeah, and not, I do think this series so lends itself to that whole that yeah. whole conversation of like, Monty, where are we? Where are we right now? I yeah, don't know. where are you? What is your position? Are you assist? Are you actually co-head coach? Yeah. I mean, I get wanting to delegate and 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 wanting to empower. There's nothing wrong with that leadership style, but there are times where you have to you have to pick and choose where you take the reins because you are the head coach because that's what we hired you to do. Truba's doing that thing again. Did he elbow someone in the head? Right through the skull. Myers, it's a yard sale out there. Oh, oh, neat. Okay. Jesus. It wasn't the elbow. It was the shoulder right to the guy's fucking nose. Ouch. God, glove went flying. Holy shit. But uh, oh, uh, speaking of that, hey, uh, New Jersey's not ready for big time, but Akira Schmidt apparently is. Hmm. Which makes New Jersey ready because they are all over the Rangers in this game. I'm sorry I went off. I just saw this hit. Oh, no, you're, you're fine. Fuck, yeah. that's brutal. But, okay, so that's one point. That's one point. Yeah, if Monty's saying that, that I've been, I've been defending Monty through the Fire Monty squad all day, but I read that and I saw red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's bad. You that's cannot, really bad. you cannot be doing that. That's one. Two. If Cassidy were still here, we wouldn't be nearly in the position that we would have been in mm-hmm. because Correct. we wouldn't have had the players. Correct. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a it's a. Does Cassidy lose this series? Cassidy might not have had this series. 
he may have had a much tougher series. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good point. Yep. All right, two more, boys. There we go. Oh, hell yeah. Go for it. Oh, this is Chance. Truesdale Chance on Twitter. Oh, God. Yeah. What a time <laughs> to make a first call, but yeah, no time to do it, I guess. What a fucking ride. Last night was just anger and pain. This morning was sadness. All day was sadness. Thought I had gotten over it. Just watched Ian's video. I'm back in my feelings again. Good job, Good Dick. Job, oh, Ian. no. Sorry. Sucks that it's <laughs> oh, over. sorry. Sucks that it ended this way. Credit where to Florida. They had our number the entire series. Kachuk, Montour, Bennett, Reinhardt, those dudes. They just had our number the whole time. Gudis, fuck that dude. He's fuck a goon, dude. but he had our number. Mm-hmm. Maurice had our number. But hey, you know, that's, that's how it goes. It's still the game we love, even though it sucks to be on this end of it. Fuck, man. Boys, they gave it all they had, left it all out there. Bert, holy shit, what a series. Mm-hmm. Halsey had his moments, Marshy had a hell of a series. Mm-hmm. Credit where it's due. If this is if this is it for, for Bergie and Krejci, fuck, I told myself I was going to cry. <laughs> Oh, this is it for those guys. Thank you for everything. They've been a hell of a lot to the city, to the team, to all of us fans. It's been a hell of a ride. Can't wait to run it back next year, even though this this pain's been linger for a while. Thank you, boys, for an awesome season. Also, can't wait for next year. Oh boy, still hard to process. Probably will be processing for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. But you know, it is what it is. And even through all the pain, still gotta say, go bees. Go bees. Go bees. I really respect calls like that, where it's just like super vulnerable right now, but I'm just gonna say it. Yep. Yep. We appreciate that shit. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I appreciate. I, I do very much appreciate people when they're in. The, you guys are in like the most emotionally raw state that you can be in, rooting for a sports team, and your instinct is to call us mm-hmm. and not scream at us, which is just fascinating I'm, to me. I know, I'm, it's great. I'm astonished by these calls. I do wish we had at least one that was like, what the fuck? Like, I needed that. I honestly, I felt like I needed We have one more? There's one more. Uh, But but I don't think we're going to get any any crazy violence, uh, as I thought. So, uh, kudos to our listeners. Uh, I, I honestly, no overreacting on any of these calls, in my opinion. 
uh, just reacting. And I think Thank that's you. important. Thank you for being mature kings in this one. That's right. Uh, Although I wouldn't blame you if you were screaming. I really would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll have we'll have more uh, group therapy sessions, I'm sure, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, and I think at a certain point, I'm going to start getting mad uh, more than mm. just bummed out. Uh, mm. So it'll probably I think the anger is still to come. But uh, let's do one more call and then we'll uh, we'll put a bow on this one. Uh, By the way, the over under on that one, Thomas, is going to be the conference finals because I, I have a feeling that's where I'm going to where I'm going to start getting. I'm going to get frustrated. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Yep. Just timing wise, but also just seeing that where it's like, man, this exactly. this is where I was going to start worrying, you know, but mm-hmm. fuck. <laughs> all right. Last call. Hi, boys. It's Mama. Just want to say thank you for a great season. And I know all of you guys are right in my boat when I say that many times today, did you just have that moment where you were like, oh shit, yeah, it's over. This season is over and how hard that was. And just, I really feel for everybody who's taking this really, really hard. And you know, it is, it is. After all, grown men playing a child's game, <laughs> on frozen water with sticks, but it's the game we love. And we love you guys, and thank you for another wonderful season. And we'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye. Denmark. We love you, Mama. Yeah. An emotion and, and an emotionally mature queen as well. Yes. 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 Uh, <laughs> she is like an OG too. Like she, she doesn't has call been in. Since but, episode one, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate you, and we know that you're. I'm sure you're one of the people taking it hard too, and. It is just a game, and it helps when you just, it's just a game, it's just a game, and I'm sure we've all said that to ourselves today, but yeah, it doesn't feel like it, does it? Uh, Emotional, like, emotional investment. We emotionally invest ourselves, and, you know, people can say it's just a game, but it's more than that to us. It's it's It it means what uh, as much as you make it. Exactly. It means the game. It means, you know, the community surrounding the game and the the community within that community that you make with yourself and you guys and all the social medias and everything. It's not just the game. It's what's surrounding the game. And I think that hurts more is that we can't, as this community, enjoy this like we were we felt like we were going to and supposed to we're still going to enjoy it we're still going to keep in you know we're still going to keep in contact with everybody and we're still going to revel in our fandom but this was special and it's mourning it's mourning that it's mourning the loss of that unique particular feeling that we may not get again for a long long time Yeah, not gonna get a sixty-five win team again for no, a long time. That's for sure. No. Probably not in our lifetime, unfortunately. Uh, Do you think Avs fans are uh, having similar conversations right now, Thomas? Mm-hmm. Thomas? Thomas? Good on you for actually predicting a fight, but no balls did not. for not predicting the upset. Did not, <laughs> did not think an upset was even possible. I said it would go six, and that that felt like I was going a little hard but mm-hmm. gotta uh, love it man I, that's why hockey's I, beautiful man like things happen it's just part of it but abs fans have a thousand excuses right now though and oh, they all start with injuries yeah 
and what and some of them are are uh, found the shushkin rumors that's a whole different conversation that i do not want to have right now um but cogliano broke his neck so yeah. on a hit that wasn't suspended yeah. that was worse than the macar hit that was suspended yeah uh, have a gripe on that one <laughs> spin the wheel uh, yeah it's terrible it's fucking awful before mm. we go do you uh are you are you guys there yet mentally to uh pick a new team to root for in this in this playoff no fuck there's them all. <laughs> holy so the answer is no for andrew uh i think there's an obvious answer that is the least painful Mm-hmm. which is dallas it yeah, just pick a, a west coast team and just say please edmonton yeah, absolutely not no the kraken is an easy pick too probably yeah it's an easy pick to to root for but it's not like a logical pick mm-hmm. yeah. um vegas or i'm so glad that one of vegas or edmonton's out next yeah next yeah. round mm-hmm. um and then anyone in the East, I, there's not a team I can, I mean, I can root for the Canes. Cause again, I have a different relation to that team than you do Thomas, but, mm-hmm. uh, it, it doesn't feel like that's a realistic pick either with all the injuries. And so, I was, I was also going to say, don't tell them that you're going to root for him. Jeez. Well, I mean, truthfully, mm-hmm. if it, as it looks at the moment of recording, it looks like it's going to be Jersey versus Carolina. Kind of don't care who wins that meteor and 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 by team non-fatal by bus saying crash. That, yeah it's by saying that i mean like i don't if if the canes beat them that's good to shut up the jersey fans and if the jersey fans win then that's or jersey wins that's good for uh shutting up the canes fans so mm-hmm. uh out of the east yeah i would almost like to see florida do it just because i feel like it would somehow take some of the pain away where it's just like well team we of destiny we yeah. just keep leaving the team losing yep. the team of destiny so for that reason, but I, I think you're right. Like I'm going to root for the Kraken because I think they're fun as fuck right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Realistically yeah. rooting for the stars, ro- realistically uh, rooting for, I, I guess, Florida. But there's no there's no clear, obvious uh, team to root for that I think actually has a chance. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Always. If Toronto were to win it all. Would this kind of be the year to be like, eh, good for them? Didn't have to go through Boston. We've already been devastated as much as it was. Like, might as well just pile on now and we can get it all over with. Never. Never? I'm not saying I would. There's a fair argument. There's a fair argument for that. But I don't think I'd be like devastated like I normally would. No, I would be. Nope. Mm -hmm. I'd be. I'd be crushed. Until it turns into we won the cup and uh, Boston, you got knocked out in the first round. Until it turns into that. There which, is not a team alive right now that won't like just yeah. hammer us with that. Yeah. It's just, I, I just no, but it hurts worse when it comes from different certain fan bases. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. True. So, and I cannot, I, I cannot stand idly by <laughs> and think of the reality where Toronto has that sort of power. Can't do it. I gotta say, a large majority of the series, uh, most of the Panthers fans that I spoke to really chill really cool like they didn't rub it in like they're just... banning people from canada from going to the uh yeah the i saw that i hate that pussy shit man who's doing that Panthers. guys fill the <laughs> arena any way you can please yep 
He fucking. Oh my god, yeah, that's, that's pathetic. That's, that's so shit. pathetic. That's just. <laughs> but it's not the fans making that decision. So like, I'm not gonna. The fans really were really solid throughout this. Of course, you get the ten percent who are just complete yeah. assholes, and I'm like, you're getting outchained in your own building in in fucking game six. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> need to take that all that seriously. Uh, but they were really respectful, and I, I have a lot of appreciation for that. Fuck them though. Yep, fuck them. I mean, I guess fuck them. I just, I don't have ill will towards that fan base. No, fuck them though. Fuck a Chuck. Yeah. Who showed the fuck up for that series, so. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. <sighs> well, sad. We're all crackheads now. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's good. Some of us didn't need Seattle to be that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any closing thoughts? Go bees. Go bees. Go bees. I'll I'll say I'll give uh, Ian one more plug here. If this was not enough content for you and you have not watched Ian's latest video, please jump on his channel, uh, Low Quality Bruins Fan on YouTube. You you, you got to watch it, and it's a good time to go ahead and subscribe because there's going to be a lot of off season shit coming out of both avenues uh however you take both ends. yeah out of, out of both <laughs> ends uh now however however you consume what we throw out there uh whether it's ian's youtube channel or this podcast or both or neither and you wouldn't be hearing this anyways if you consume it via carrier pigeon yes um please please uh make sure you're still subscribing make sure you're still following the podcast follow us on twitter and all that stuff uh, there, there is no end to, uh, the material coming out, whether it's through us, anybody else on the BNG network, uh, lots, lots of, lots of good stuff coming out. Uh, but it's not over yet. We still got playoffs to cover. We still got a lot of off season stuff to cover. And, uh, we haven't fully processed what we just witnessed in the last week of hockey for the Bruins. And, uh, I would assume the next time we jump on to record, probably, uh, middle of next week, we will have. Even more to talk about, probably another 15 fucking voicemails from you psychopaths uh, who like to call my cell phone in the middle of the night. Uh, keep doing it. Keep doing it. We need it because we we need we need to hear that we're not the only ones suffering in this in this way. But uh, a lot of positive, a lot of a lot of positivity. I, I'm honestly shocked. Uh, but that's just uh, a tip of the cap to our fans. We just I don't know how the fuck we cultivated this but we have such a cool little fan base the few the proud <laughs> yeah. thank life. you guys so much yeah. thank you guys so much just you know just something like this sort of reinforces that yeah we're we're, we're doing something right and it feels good well straight up none of us wanted to jump on this recording tonight no well nope. i don't think we were ready I, at least i know i wasn't and i know ian wasn't Andrew was a little horny to uh, get some feelings out, and that's just that's just who he is as a person. Uh, oh, just, yes, it's a little horny. <laughs> Thomas, um, I forgot to tell you, buddy. Uh -oh. oh, did you have a, a continuation to that point? No, so? no, I was just rambling and sad about Andrew being horny. You know, <laughs> so I do have something that I forgot to tell you that you're not going to love to hear. Uh -oh. I had quite a few people reach out and say i blame thomas for predicting florida would never lead in the series <laughs> <laughs> i had you had to throw you had to throw some craziness it I was honestly, a hot take. I, yeah you, it was it, a hot that take. was a hot take i honestly just... thought i thought this this would have been over in six um 
should have been, but it wasn't. Should've and been. Florida, Florida fought their asses off. And, uh, Never. and I, let's also forget that Florida was in our position last year. Yeah. Florida, yeah, Florida, true. Florida was a fucking best team in hockey and then collapsed in the playoffs. So maybe we learned something and maybe, maybe we break through next year. Yeah. I'm not much of a learner. Oh, Howla with the insurance. 3 0. Yikes. Yep. Devil's got it. That's a scary team if Schmidt's going to play like this all series, or all playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, good Ooh. luck to everybody else's fan base, who uh, whoever's listening and has a team still alive. But uh, for all the Bruins fans, love you. Uh, thanks for listening and feeling this with us. And go Bees. Go Bees. Love you, mean it. Go Bees.